ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas and Enem, and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United. My name, of course, is Seth Goodall. Thank you guys for joining us each and every week over here on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter when we do go live on Tuesday nights. Joining me this evening, as always, have Jacob Terrell, Earl Nieto, and uh, while we do have USL to get to, there's a, tonight's going to be USL heavy. we got a lot there. I do have one burning question for you guys. Which NFL team came out the better for today's deals? Green Bay, Seattle, or Denver? Well, I can tell you one thing. It's not Chicago. <laughs> but hey, did you that, know... That wasn't an option, Carl. Did you know that Australia is wider than the moon? Did you say wider or whiter? Wider. Okay. I had no idea. Now you do. Uh, the oh. answer is gr- the answer is Green Bay. By the way, Green Bay. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I would honestly have to go out on a limb and say Denver, but, because now they now they have a quarterback. But Green Bay didn't have to give up two first round picks, two second round picks, and three players. Denver got screwed on this deal. Are you kidding me? Didn't really get absolutely screwed. They got Russell Wilson. I'm excited for it. Um, I'm not really a huge fan of Aaron Rodgers because yeah, but who's he gonna throw to now? Listen, listen. He's gonna throw to Cordell Sutton. He's gonna throw to Jerry Judy. Time out. Time out. Are are, are you serious? Is he asking who Russell Wilson's gonna throw to? Yeah, who is Russell Wilson gonna throw to now? The the Denver wide receiver crew is stacked. They just haven't had quarterback worth a damn. Who? Yeah, exactly. Tim Patrick? Who? You obviously yeah. don't play fantasy football. No, yeah, I do. Or at least not very well. You <laughs> no, also I... don't pick the sleepers. You go for the names. <laughs> no, I go deep. I like to go deep. I, on I, bet you had no. Dal- I bet you had Calvin Ridley on your team. Absolutely not. I did not <laughs> draft I, Calvin Ridley. This I, I know one I thing. I did not trust the Falcons offense. I know one thing. You won't have Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley next year. Dude, like, oh, my God. I, I like honestly like I, I was all behind supporting him when it was a mental health thing. Fine, whatever, get yourself right, go out. I completely support that, but I, you don't bet on your own sport. You just don't. You don't. Like he only made fifteen thousand. That's it. No, I, I don't even know. He didn't. He didn't make any money. He bet fifteen hundred. He lost he, eleven million, and he did not win that bet. It's oh my god! Like, I'm sorry, but like, how do you how do you screw up a career? Like he was he's 27. He's got like a, a still, he's still got a whole career ahead of him. Like seriously, why why would you do that? Like guys have been suspended in the past for this. Like some guy got suspended two years ago for betting on the NFL. It's just stupid. Like the Falcons, uh, Falcons are done. I'm done with Calvin Ridley. Like, and I will never ever support them drafting another wide receiver from Alabama ever again. On a brighter note, <laughs> how about Everton? Sorry, who? Everton? Yeah. Who? You know, there's what? a little club that's that's probably going to go down to the championship next year in England. And um, just just thought that they were a happier note than the Falcons right now. Never heard of them. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. No, no idea what's going on there. Um, they, they may or may not have lost 5-0 to Tottenham yesterday, but yeah, you know, maybe, pay attention maybe. to that. 
may or may not. I I didn't even watch it. I have no. I I did not expect us to win that match at all. Um, I think we would have been lucky to walk away with a point. So you didn't know who they were, and now you're saying us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Our U23s are pretty good, so you know, uh, I'll take that. But yeah, Everton. I I don't even know. I just don't even know what what the deal is with that club right now. So, um, but. Yeah, like I was saying, I, I think Denver got the short end of the stick here. I think Seattle picked up a ton of talent, a ton of picks, and Russell Wilson's not worth that right now. He's just not worth that anymore. Two years ago, sure, I could see it two years ago, but now no. And as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, $153 million guaranteed. $200 million four-year contract for a 38-year-old quarterback. You sound jealous. I just think it's a. I mean, he's he's a glass half empty guy. It's a brilliant move for Aaron Rodgers. Like he and they're going to rework the entire organization for him. But for the organizational standpoint, they just fucked themselves. But they didn't, because the guaranteed money doesn't count. Huge, yeah. The cap space that they're actually going from like the a cap hit of forty million for Aaron Rodgers to cap like a 25 million this year. So they're opening up $15 million worth of cap space to build a supposedly better team around him. And you get, look, I hate Aaron Rodgers. He just won two MVPs though. And you're dropping your cap. Yeah. And you, and you're dropping your cap. You're, you're giving yourself more cap space for this season. That's a win. It just is. Now, in four years, is it a win? Mm, probably not. But as for next year, it's clearly a win. And on the other side, I I couldn't agree more with the Russell Wilson thing, or couldn't disagree more. Sorry, with the Russell Wilson thing, he he's been trapped in an offense that has caged him for his whole career, essentially, and. I think in a new offense with these weapons, they're not DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but they are very good weapons. And I'm excited to see what they do with a real quarterback. And so in a weird way, I hate that move for both teams. And I love that move for both teams. It's a very strange trade and I can't wait to see it all falls in or how it all works (laughs) out. Yeah. I'm just looking at his stats. Like he was, over a thousand yards down this past year, fifteen touchdowns fewer. Well, he uh, was he was hurt for yeah. a decent portion of the year, and again, he is handicapped by that offense. Well, he went six and eight. So what? I mean, how injured was he if he started fourteen of seventeen games? Yeah, he didn't look right though. As a big Russell Wilson fan, when he came back from the injury, he did not look right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what what all shakes out, but. I don't know, man. That's a massive trade. It just—I I feel like Denver. I just feel like Denver gave up too much, and I'm not even a Denver fan. Like, I just don't think he's worth that much right now. Well, when you look at who their quarterback was, um, the 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 wins Sorry. above replacement, as as people like to say, uh, is going to skyrocket because Drew Locke was below replacement. Um, and so it's they're going to be better this year. Now, are they Super Bowl favorites? No. Are they even contenders for the Super Bowl? We'll see what their defense does. Um, 
but at the moment they are infinitely better than they were last year. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Just two, just some massive announcements by the NFL over the past couple of days. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. It's honestly, I'm, it's hard to get excited about the NFL right now. But the news today, I just had to ask you guys get your get your takes on those. Um, but really, why we're here? We've got a ton of New Mexico United stuff to talk about. Uh, we've got regular season kicking off this week. Before we get into our, our preview, though, uh, we did have two articles that came out over on USLChampionship.com, uh, both of which highlighted individual New Mexico United players over on the top 10 goalkeepers uh, in, the, in Nicholas Murray's preview. Uh, he did single out um, – crap. Alex Tambakis. He did single out Alex Tambakis as a goalkeeper to keep an eye on this year. Uh, Alex obviously had a great season last year, and hopefully with a with a better defensive core in front of him, we'll see an even better season from him this year. And then there was also a art, an article put out again by Nicholas Murray over in USL Championship, talking about ten young players to watch in the USL Championship in 2022, and Christian Nava was listed among those. So uh, some so, some early early uh, accolades there for New Mexico United, some guys to keep an eye on. Um, I mean, Jacob, you read through these lists. I'm sure. Did you, were there any other players that stood out from these players to watch list? Um, yes. Yes, there okay. was. I, I don't have it up in front of me and my memory is fried right now because I'm studying for a test, uh, I was studying for a test earlier. And so I have all of that in my brain, but, um, I do remember one name, the young players to watch. We have, uh, oh, now I can't even think of his name. He he was a player for Orange County last year that uh, I'm not even going to try to multitask because I'm just going to butcher it. So one second. Almost there. That was, that was one second. Any minute. Almost there. Oh, here we go. Talk about uh, Kobe Henry? Yes, that's the one. Okay. Um, there we go. I found it, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. Thank you for filling the time and installing <laughs> for me. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, <clears throat> Kobe and Rian, then, um, I don't know how I forgot this one, but Diego Luna for El Paso. Um, we know him very well, and we will... Samuel L. Jackson, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining the show. Okay. Anyways. Um, I did a lot of work finding new sound bites this week. I, I appreciate the effort. Maybe <laughs> I, I would appreciate some effort into like studying like some USL stuff, but hey. Uh, I didn't even study in high school. What am I doing? <laughs> I'll, I'll take the sound bites, I guess. Uh, Diego Luna, anyways, he he's very good. I don't like him uh, for multiple reasons, but... Um, he is definitely a player to watch. Nobody else on the list. Um, well, they have Machine Naglina and they, yeah, exactly from Colorado Springs. Um, we're familiar with him. Uh, the rest are pretty much Eastern Conference players that I have heard of, but don't really move the needle for me. So I'm I'm sure at the end of the year, 
a handful of those players will be um, stars or or close to stars. I'm very curious about Nava, though. Let's talk about Nava for a second, since we know him the best and he relates to, to our team. What do you guys expect from Nava this year? In terms of, like, goal production or just... It just minutes, like, is he going to be... Is he going to work his way into a starting grow spot every once in a while? Is he just going to be like a 30-minute bench guy? Um, is he going to produce some goals and assists? Just all around kind of what do you think his ceiling is this year? So I, so honestly, I don't expect him to play much, especially with the roster that we do have. Um, that's my brain talking because I have done some studying. Um Ooh, the fangirl in me wants to be screaming like this. Oh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one. A pig? Yes, it's a it's actually a squealing grizzly bear. Uh, okay. <laughs> David Carlo from the chat. How you doing, man? Appreciate you popping in tonight. Dude. All right. I mean, well, I mean, realistically, Earl, I mean, you, you said you don't expect him to get a lot of minutes. Like, are you thinking, you know, like a, like 30 minutes, 15, 20 minutes a match? Do you think maybe he gets a spot start here and there? <clears throat> he, he'll he probably get a spot start on, like, the Open Cup relief matches. So, like, when we play Open Cup and then a week and a half later we play a regular game again. Um, I see him getting some time in there, but I don't see him getting starts to say maybe 20, 25 minutes after those games. Unfortunately, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but I'm hoping I am. Yeah. I don't know that Christian's far enough along in his development to be an every match starter, at least not at this level yet. You know, we were out at Mesa Del Sol on Saturday watching him and just the, the size difference that we saw from Christian and even like some of the northern uh, Colorado guys. Like, And you look at some of the guys that play in the Western Conference, like they got some massive guys down in San Antonio and across some of the other clubs. And you know, looking at that, looking at where he's at developmentally, I think he gets a spot start here and there. And, you know, you'll give him, you know, 60 minutes, 70 minutes maybe. But I'm going to say over-under is, I don't know, six starts. Um, that's not counting Open Cup. I think he can start an Open Cup uh, here in the in, in the first round matchup that we have. But as far as, like, actual production, <clears throat> again, it's going to be, you know, how is he going to fit in? How is he going to work with that size disadvantage that he has how's he going to work him into the system and we've heard zach talk about how he's tried to play him in different spots already and so you know i'm gonna say a good season for christian is probably gonna be around four goals a couple assists um and then you know probably averaging about 20 minutes a match somewhere in there depending on you know based on what he plays um but i think that'd be a great season for him you know a lot of exposure at this level um and definitely something you can see come on as a sub and inject more energy into a match. Yeah, that's basically how I feel too. Um, with with the roster that we have currently, uh, barring injury, there's there's just not a lot of room up there for him 
as a starter, in my opinion. But uh, it, it helps that he's versatile and can play a few different positions. So if we take a knock in a couple spots, then then he could step in. So so I think that's about right. I, I think six is probably a little high for starts, but um, 20, 30 minutes a game um, sees action in most matches, I would assume. And uh, a, a few goals and a, a few assists. That's that um, that sounds about right. I think that's best case scenario for him. Maybe he could get a little bit more than that in in minutes, goals, and assists. But but I, I think that's what we're looking at. And and I would be happy with that. Uh, with this roster that we have, if everybody else is producing, then if he contributes uh, four goals and a couple assists, then then we should be rolling right along. Yeah, even with the guys that we have on the roster already, we have a pretty full set of forwards, and then there's always the possibility that Devin Sandoval is going to be back as well. Um, we heard a little bit of news on Saturday that he's still trying to get like a second opinion um, as far as getting medically cleared, and there, there's a chance that you know, if all goes well, there's a chance he could very well be returning. So, And then, if, then you've got Amando coming back in a few months as well once his rehab's complete and he's able to get back out on the pitch. And and so, yeah, I just think Christian's going to find limited opportunities, especially later in the season, If especially if you have you know Dev and Amando come back and they're able to produce uh, at a high level as well. So um, obviously we want Christian to, to do well, and he's played well in the preseason. We've seen a lot of good things out of Christian. Um, and honestly, I think he was one of the bright spots for us against uh, Northern Colorado this past Saturday. Uh, just with the way he played, with his ability on the ball, um, some of the passes that he made. And I, I just I felt like Christian can play at this level. Um, but yeah, I just don't think he's he's going to be you know, more than maybe, six, like I said, over under six starts. But um, definitely want to see him do well this season. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And uh, like we said, you know, Alex, of course, on the top 10 goalkeepers to watch this season. Um, it's kind of split down the middle between East and, East and West Conference. Um, Alex, of course, did have a pretty good season last year. Uh, we absolutely want to shout him out. He's had a pretty good preseason as well, splitting time with Ford Parker. Uh, it is worth noting that Alex did pick up a bit of an injury on Saturday uh, during the preseason match. And from... We talked to Zach afterwards, and he said that uh, they thought Alex was going to be just fine. They didn't think it was a big issue. They thought maybe he got stepped on at first, um, but he they pulled him, put Ford in, and uh, Alex should be fine and ready to go for this week. So, um, yeah, it, it was kind of a, a rough hit. I know they, they didn't broadcast the match, but we were out there, and uh, I know from Jacob and I were at the far end of the pitch, so we didn't see you know see it clearly, but. Alex took a, took a shot, um, came out of the game, and yeah. So hopefully he's uh, he's gonna be good to go. So uh, yeah, uh, so we got those two articles from USLChampionship.com. Go ahead and go over and check those out. Give those a look. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the young players and the top goalkeepers to keep an eye on uh, this year from Nicholas Murray over there. Uh, we do also want to mention that the, the club did put out a announcement this week saying we'll have home and away kit reveals this week. Uh, I believe tomorrow and Thursday we'll get those. And then Thursday is media day out down at Mesa del Sol. Uh, 
uh, I had planned on going uh, to get a tour of the locker room and, and all that kind of stuff and uh, have some media time with with the guys. And and uh, unfortunately, I have a thing with my, my, with my work going on that day. So unfortunately, I won't be able to make it. Um, there we go. David Carl right there in the chat verifying that. New kits tomorrow and Thursday. Can't wait to see those. Uh, we've seen some kits dropping this week from around the league. Red Bulls, too, dropped theirs. Uh, Las Vegas Lights, I think they just dropped theirs today. Oh, like, dude, theirs are nice. Yeah, the, the lights freaking kits love are nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, did, we saw the tweets last week saying uh, the club had been filming some things out at Netflix. And we can confirm that Netflix is not a sponsor. We can confirm that uh, the club was filming out there, making use of the of the stages and the, and the production areas over there. So, uh, Netflix is not a kit sponsor. David, can we reveal who the kit sponsors are this year? I mean, since I mean, we know who they are. The club hasn't said anything yet, but we know who they are. Uh, if David says it's okay, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll announce it right here. But um, yeah, looking forward to seeing the kits. Uh, yep. All right, there we go. We have the go ahead from David. So the uh, sponsors for this year's kits, we obviously have Meow Wolf returning as the home kit sponsor. And then New Mexico True will be the away kit sponsor again this year. Um, so yeah, uh, excited to have them back. Meow Wolf obviously has been with the club since year one. New Mexico True came on board. I believe it was last season, uh, rocking those yellow away kits. Uh, so yeah, I can't wait to see what the clubs come up with this year. We have heard good things about the kits, that they fit even better this year, uh, and that they are very, very nice, and that they outdo the San Diego Loyal kits that have dropped as well. So um, looking forward to that. Uh, what time? Around Probably around 10 tomorrow, right? I'm assuming. Club yeah. likes 10 a.m. Right. Yeah, that's what it is. So there you go. 10 a.m. Wednesday and Thursday, you'll see kit drops. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see these kits. You know, uh, we did get word from David uh, that if you do want to have one in time for the match on Sunday, to head out to the store and pick yours up. Uh, if you order online, it will not get to you in time, apparently. So um, head out to the team store this weekend to pick up your brand new 2022 kits and uh, get ready for Sunday night against Las Vegas Lights. Before we, Again, we are going to get to that before we talk about that. Jacob, let's talk a little bit more about the preseason match on Saturday. Earl, unfortunately, wasn't there due to family, family obligations. There you go. Or the Black and Yellow Bash as well. David, are tickets still available for the Black and Yellow Bash? I think they are. Um, there you go. There's your options at the team store, black and yellow bash, uh, ahead of time. That way you have your kits for opening night. Um, there you go. Tickets are still available for the black and yellow bash. So, uh, get out there. It's going to be a lot of fun to see. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see these kits. I really want to see them. And, uh, hopefully maybe, maybe David will like text us a, a photo here. We got a sneak preview. I don't know. Probably not, but we'll I, I doubt it. <laughs> we obviously, I won't, we wouldn't share it, of course, but, um, but yeah, going back to Saturday, uh, United and Hailstorm FC played to a 2 2 draw. United actually came back from being down 2 0. And, you know, I, th- I think you and I both agreed that United was the better looking of the two sides throughout the match. Um, there was a little bit of unfortunate, uh, the two goals that we considered were a little bit unfortunate. Um, one was it was registered as an own goal after it came off with deflection, and then the other we, um, yeah, just kind had of a turnover and led a to turnover a in the midfield. Yeah, it turned not even really quite in the midfield, but um, on our own half and led to a goal there. Uh, so it was really just kind of like a poor. I can't I can't really say if it was a poor pass or if 
that just didn't come together to get it right. But, uh, but yeah, United came back and was firing in the second half, uh, put in two great goals, and you know we, and I, you know you never want to talk about it, and like you and I talk about it a lot. Like the story Saturday was the ref, just <laughs> to an extent, yeah, absolute shit show with a whistle. That's what I tweeted out. Like it was just terrible. Um, but this is, this is when I knew it was going to be bad. About five minutes in, <laughs> uh, Will Seymour was tracking back looking over his shoulder at the ball and running towards our defensive half. The ref happened to get in his way. He was not looking. He did not realize it was the ref. He pushed off to get back into position. And I'm assuming thought it was a hailstorm player. And then the ref followed him around for five minutes, telling him not to touch him. And then the next dead ball, he called Will Seymour over to him and said, don't touch me. Don't touch me. And from that point on, I knew we were in for a long day. The uh, I the assistant on the far side from us had a rough day with the offside flag. Um, I think we were called offside like four times in the first half. And from people that we talked to on that side of the pitch, uh, maybe one of those was actually offside. Um, and then and then the guy he he hasn't called hardly anything on us. He finally, a call finally goes our way. Uh, we have a clear advantage. And instead of letting the advantage play out, he stops the play and uh, maybe costs us a goal. I mean, so many things have to go right for that to happen. But aside from the ref, um, the two goals that we did see were, were great goals. They were great team goals. Um, you know, the first one, coming off of uh, a long ball that Weehan was able to control with his head um, and and had it in front of him and then get to it. And then Bruce was sitting alone at the top of the 18 and one touched it to Nico, who was sitting uh, alone on the other side. Um, <clears throat> oh, yes. And and as David mentioned, the, the play that Alex got hurt on. Well, one, the play that Alex got hurt on should have been offside. And two that was right after the restart on the advantage that should have been played. So we should have never been in that situation whatsoever. So um, just terrible jobs there. But anyways, uh, we end controls it, finds Brucey wide open. Brucey one touch pass to Nico and Nico, who was very angry at this point, I'm assuming with the referee, uh, just kicked the ball through the back of the net basically and, and gave us, um, cut cut the lead in half, and we were able to to come back from there. But that that whole play, um, the long ball was perfect. Weehan was able to control it, uh, got his head up, looked around, found some open teammates, and and uh, Nico Nico getting the score sheet in preseason was was good to see. So, and then the second one, um, another long. Well, it wasn't a long ball, but uh, a, a diagonal to to Harry. Harry found Ataka coming in on the channel. And then Ataka, who continues to impress us. Uh, I, you know, we've seen two matches in the preseason. Uh, me and Seth have anyways. And and he has looked good in both of those. He he made some guys miss, had the ball in the box, uh, cut to the touchline, cut it back to a wide-open Weehan, who was sitting there at the top of the six uh, on the on the left-hand side. And, and Weehan, just a nice little neat finish right over the top of the keeper. And... And both of those goals 
were were team goals that uh, seem like they could be repeatable. It was nice to see the ability to finish uh, inside the box in tight spaces and and be able to to actually get something there. We we probably should have scored more. Um, we put the ball in the back of the net two more times. Both were called for offside. Um, those were in the first half. Uh, and then we had, we were the better team. We were the better club um, for 80 minutes, probably, um, of that match. And those 10 minutes just, they happened to score two goals there. And, and uh, it was it was more unfortunate and unforeseen than than just getting outworked or outplayed. So uh, all in all, even though it was a two, two draw, I was, I was happy with it. Um, and, uh, there are some faces that I think, I think are going to surprise several people or a lot of people. There's several faces that are going to surprise a lot of people this year. Yeah. You talked about finishing inside the box and that was definitely something that we struggled with a lot last season. And there were a lot of times, especially in the post-match uh, press conferences with with Troy that we were that folks were asking him, hey, what's it going to take to get those get those second chance balls, get those balls of the line, and and Troy said sometimes the ball just has to bounce away, something we just got to you know focus a little bit better, and and we saw that on Saturday, we saw the guys making space in the box, we saw Christian making guys miss, we saw Preston making guys miss, you know, we saw you know we saw runs from Nico, we saw bees getting in the middle of the box, and. You know, there were just a lot of good things that we saw that really make me excited about uh, the season starting this this week. And, you know, you and I talked a lot about Will. And just from where we sat, because we sat at the southeast corner of Mesa del Sol. And we so the first half we got to see uh, United play on the defensive half. And Will was just everywhere. Will was like, just looking. You could see, like, what Will was seeing. And just watching the way that he plays, the way he reads the pitch, I, you know, it's, it's, he was so much fun to watch on Saturday. And then, you know, to see Harry back after the injury from last season, you know, Harry just bombing down the sides and, you know, there were just a lot of good things happening, a lot of good interplay, a lot of good team play. And like you said, both goals were were very much team goals. Mm -hmm. And then on the second one there, the way Preston just worked the ball all the way down to the byline and then cut it back to the middle of the box where, where Bees was like, it just works so well, and it's so much fun to so much fun to watch and see something that we felt was lacking for a lot of last season. Agreed, yeah, and and um, I mean Seymour, uh, Sainty, Itaka, um, Nico, obviously Jerome's looked good. Um, just just uh, seems like we have a very deep team this year and and it's kind of shown through the the last two preseason games that that we've been able to to watch whether in person or or over uh the team that shall not be named facebook page um and so yeah i i I cannot wait for sunday um the fact that we're five days away six days away whatever it is is uh crazy to me and um and it's gonna be it's gonna be great and hopefully we can you know I mentioned we mentioned Las Vegas kits um, earlier, and the kits. I mean, if you haven't seen them, um, I, uh, I'll retweet um, uh, a tweet that has uh, the two two different colors, the away and the home from them. Um, they're gorgeous. Uh, the team, on the other hand, <laughs> um, 
um, yet to be seen, uh, just because, you know, they, they don't typically have a ton of talent on their everyday roster, but they do get um, several loans from LAFC and, you know, you have Cal Jennings and, and Danny Trejo, not that Danny Trejo, the a different Danny Trejo, and um, Machete, yeah, and <laughs> and just several several players that that definitely have MLS upside that can change a game um, if given the opportunity. But that being said, it's it's still still going to be their first game. I know they just announced Cal Jennings uh, four days ago. I think it was three days ago. And so I'm not expecting them to be the have the most chemistry. Um, and so if if we don't come out of there with a win, I would be I'd be very surprised. Yeah, there's I spent a lot of time this afternoon trying to look up and see if there was a definite roster out for Las Vegas Lights, and I couldn't like USL championship website doesn't have a, a final doesn't have the 20 doesn't have the 2022 rosters up Las Vegas lights website doesn't have the 2022 roster up. So I'm just like, all right, I don't really know a whole lot about this club. Now their Wikipedia page does have a roster, but it's like seven guys. Um, yeah. And they have a brand new coach this year too. guy coming over from LAFC. Um, so yeah, there's not Enrique Duran is, is his name. Uh, a long, I guess he's a long time assistant over there. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't, there's not a lot out there that I can like in one spot to really yeah. get together and a I good mean, idea about this lights club. You can scroll through their, their Twitter and, and they have a handful of, more than a handful of players there. Um, that you, that you can, then that you can find. And, uh, I mean, they have some talent, um, they're bringing in Deco Keenan, um, who's a center back that um, has played English Premier League, uh, Israeli national team. Um, it's a name that I recognize. I, I can't tell you exactly how much I've seen him play, but I recognize the name. Uh, several players from last year, whether they are um, LAFC or LAFC players that are down again or or actual Las Vegas Lights players, but, um, you know, they have uh, Abraham Romero, who's coming down as their keeper, uh, played for LAFC last year, Cal Jennings, like I said. Um, just a lot, of, a lot of the same team that we saw last year for the most part. Um, and because of that, I, I think we should, uh, should know more or less what we're getting. And, you know, they had ups and downs, but, I mean, I mean, their downs were really bad. I mean, they lost five, five one and five nil. I think uh, in the first few weeks, and but then they were able to put together uh, a decent run, and and so I think they'll they'll be a a decent test. They're not going to be anywhere near the top of the West, but but uh, I don't think they'll be a pushover like you might think. They're still probably going to be spoon contenders, but. Yeah, they've got a big hill to climb to to get it back out of the cellar. I mean, they finished according to the USL Championship website. They finished with the, the season with the most shots conceded and the second lowest goal differential at negative thirty six. 
um, during the 2021 season. So yeah, lights have a, a long way to go. Um, obviously they have some pieces, they have some talented guys. They've, they brought in Duran who has, uh, who has experience at the MLS level, obviously as an assistant coach, but, uh, yeah, you mentioned guys that they brought in and they brought in Abram Arrow from, from Orange County as well to, to who's, who I think is going to be their starting goalkeeper this year. And so they've got pieces, but, you know, how much of the LAFC influence is there week in and week out? How much are they able to do their own thing and develop their own players? And, you know, can Enrique Durant put in a system that's going to improve the lights from last season? Well, and, and I think a lot with with an LAFC or with a, a lights team that is essentially LAFC 2, um, they're not... Like as an LAFC fan, um, I know a lot of the fan base was very upset with the Trendlow pick for their head coach, and a lot of people pointed at the lights record last year. Um, they're the job for the lights coaches is not for them to win games. Obviously, you want to win games as a coach and as a team, but their main job is to focus on player development and and getting those players ready for. Uh, a stint at LAFC or a move to another MLS side, uh, something along those lines. So um, obviously they're going to try to win games and they're, they're going to try to try to spoil a lot of people's seasons, but they're, I, I don't, I would be surprised if, if uh, he comes out and is solely focusing on wins. I think they're going to, force him to play some players that are younger. Maybe they, you know, if, if a Danny trail was on our team, maybe he's not seeing as many minutes because we have some better quality there, but LAFC wants him to play. So he's going to play. So I see stuff like that kind of getting in the way of wins and losses over there. Uh, this, this year and until that LAFC agreement is gone. If Danny Trejo played any further South, his head would be seen on a tortoise. <laughs> Earl does not look amused. Obviously not. I don't know what's going on with Earl's face, though. He kind of looks like, like uh, Boy Meets World. Uh, Corey, just yeah, a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit, a little baby faced, a little, little. Can you do me a favor? Can you say Topanga for me, Earl? Earl, I know you can hear me, Earl. <laughs> Earl is preoccupied with something. No, he's just ignoring the shit out of us. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Saturday, Sunday at evening is going to be a great introduction to Las Vegas lights. And then obviously it is the home opener for New Mexico United out. Wait, you said you told me to tell you to say Topanga. Topanga. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's what I have for you. Better than Topanga. Oh, ah. Shit. Okay. Oh, this is riveting. Riveting, Terrible. Earl. Terrible riveting. All right, here we go. Shut up, silly woman. Shut Earl, what lineup would you like to see on Sunday from New Mexico United? Shut up. Don't. Are you really not going to answer it? That was a legit question. 
Oh, it's a legit question. Okay. Yeah. Um, what lineup would I like to see this weekend? Yeah. In case you didn't know, we were in the preview part of the show. Yeah, so yeah. I that's, figured that's we were what I was asking. That. You guys were talking about like Las Vegas lights and LAFC, who I can care less about. Um, know. We know. You have that stupid scarf around your neck. I can really care less about that. Yeah, I know. The scarf has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now, though. Um, I don't know. Give me a couple minutes. I'll figure something out. Okay, you do that. I okay. think <laughs> I I'll throw mine out there. It's it's essentially the lineup that we saw at uh, Mesa del Sol Saturday. Um, it's Weehan, Kiesvetter, Brett up top. It's Portillo, Sam, and Harry. Um, and then the only change I'm not sure about, Seymour has been very, very impressive. Uh, but Austin was best 11 quality last year, uh, playing in that right center back role. And so, so I think I would have Suggs opposite Harry in the midfield, and then a back line of Swahi, Ryden, and Yearwood. Um, but I, I could be convinced to go Yearwood in the midfield and Seymour in that right center back spot, just like we saw on Saturday. It just depends on on Suggs's health and how he's feeling. And but I, I I think we saw him we saw him training a little bit after the match, and and he looks good. So. So I'm going to give Suggs the the spot there and then um, move Austin back to Seymour's position and, and have Seymour off the bench. Uh, so I'm going to put uh, Rosh in the in the nine role. Um, yeah. I'm going to have yeah. Sainty playing off the left wing. Cause, yeah. Man, we saw the... Uh, yeah. They had some, <laughs> some solid strikes uh, in practice. Um, like like jaw-dropping... Yeah. Solid strikes in practice. Yeah, uh, after, the, after, after the match. The, yeah, they were doing some like a uh, five on five drills, basically, or three on three drills, and uh, three on two. yeah, three on, and and Rosh and and, uh, and Sainty were just banging the goals in. Like it was so much fun to watch. But um, yeah, I guess CS2 is something maybe like a three four three, three four one two. Um, you know, have Nico and Jerome up top, and maybe bees You know, play right underneath them, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then um. As far as you know, your back three, I think you're gonna have um, a healthy. You're gonna have Austin on the left, Kalen, and then Will off the right. Because um, we did see Ratty on Saturday. He wasn't playing. He was uh, training. Uh, mm-hmm. He was getting some jogging time in, uh, and we'll get to that in here in just a minute. But uh, I think Sam, you'll see Sam Portillo. Uh, so, you, so you don't have Alexi out there? Not, no, I don't think so. Not. To, I know it's hard. Like it's hard because we just, we have so much talent, you know, like I just, I think will has, and I have, I, I haven't seen Alexi this preseason, not in like an extended period of time. He was, yeah. he played the whole match Saturday. He was just he on the opposite side of us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We just never, we didn't really get to see what he was doing, you know? Um, but I just, I like that back three that we had. Now I will say I do have some concern. Um, because we did see Northern Colorado able to get in behind to play that long ball to the top. Um, we get in, get in the back line. And now I don't know if that was because you we were trying to press up a little bit higher in that back and just got caught out of position or, or what happened. Um, 
so there is some concern there. And so maybe maybe Alexi does get in does get the nod over over Will, but um yeah, I, I guess yeah, like a three four one two, three four three, something like that. Um and obviously Alex, if he's healthy, Alex will be in between the sticks. So yeah. I have I have Raiden, Alexi, Portillo, Weehan, and Brett as like five locks. Uh, for if they're healthy, they're going to be out there almost every match. Um, I mean, those five, from what I have seen, um, and and from from their track record in the past, uh, they are they are just stone cold locks for me to be in the starting lineup uh, night in and night out. And then the other, well, and and Alex. So I guess I have six of the eleven spots uh pretty much concreted in as uh, barring health and the other five there's probably eight nine ten guys that we could put in those five spots and and i wouldn't be upset so um i could see harry being in every match as long every match guy as long as he's healthy yeah i think his his form last year at least because you know we've we've really only got to see him about half a year before he he got that knock last year and and at that point, him and Brucey were splitting time. Him, Brucey, Suggs were all kind of rotating in those three, three wing spots, and and, uh, and when he brought Naj in too, it kind of yeah, and that kind of messed things up. So um, he he's he's borderline. He's he's right there. Uh, he's right there as a, as a concrete starter, and then Portillo very well could be. Um, did I say Portillo? I might have said Portillo. Yeah, you said Justin. Okay. Uh, he, and Sam might might very well. Um, Suggs, I, I thought think Sam played really well. Yeah, Sam in a midfield spot, I've always liked. We've seen it. We saw it a handful of times in year one. We saw it a, a couple times last year. Uh, in fact, the the match that he broke his ankle in last year, he was, um, he was playing midfield. So, uh, he he definitely could be an everyday starter that. I mean, what we've seen from Seymour says that he could be an everyday starter. What we saw from Austin last year and in the preseason so far this year, he could be an everyday starter. Um, the Sainty kid, guys, uh, everything we have heard from Zach and David and uh, what we've seen with our own two eyes and, and um, uh, oh my gosh, I hate that I'm, I'm forgetting your name. Um our value talent evaluator guy. Um, Itamar. Yes. Itamar. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Uh, they all are very, very high on this kid and it's easy to see why the dude is a beast out there. He's six two, um, which isn't tall in like basketball standards, but you see him out there on the pitch and he stands out. I mean, he is a, he's a very big dude. I mean, dev is six two. So, and, and dev looked like a monster out there all the time. So, he he's a big kid. He's only nineteen, um, and what we've seen so far, both in that little bit of practice that we saw, the two matches that we've seen, um, the kid can be a stud. And so I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year we're talking about how he is a an everyday starter for this club. So, I mean, just up and down this lineup, you look at it and go, oh well, I want like like Seymour the Seymour Austin position. What do we do there? From what I've seen from Seymour, I don't want to take him out. But then Austin was 
incredible last year. So it's like, I don't know. I just don't know. And so uh, I'm very excited for uh, one of the things I'm excited for is to see what our lineup looks like on Sunday. Um, and I feel like that'll be indi- a good indicator of, of kind of where everybody sits in the, the pecking order right now. Jerry, what's going on? Glad you can join us, man. Uh, we are discussing week one of the USL championship season. Specifically, we are previewing New Mexico United and Las Vegas Lights, uh, our Sunday evening matchup uh, for the season Oper. Uh That's where we're at. Uh, we do appreciate you being here, bud. Um, and uh, we'll, uh, you know, obviously, you know, if you're here, throw your questions and comments up in the chat. Uh, Earl, did you ever come up with a lineup that you want to see on Sunday? No, Jerry, no. Jerry or Earl looked like the guy from or that scene from um, is it always sunny? I think it's always sunny well, where the guy's all crazy he has this crazy look in his eye and behind him is the little yarn going like this and like this. That's how <laughs> that, that's how Earl looked for that 20 minutes. He threw a paper behind him. Coach Steve, he threw a paper behind him, uh, had an exasperated sigh. Um, oh, I'm not a mute, am I? My bad. No, my bad. no, you're not. <laughs> coach what's going on appreciate you being here so <clears throat> I mean, i'm terrible at <laughs> we don't have 11 earl we agree jerry it should be a piece <laughs> of cake for an mu jerry how are you feeling about sacramento is that match uh make you a little nervous uh yes it's in the lab um but yeah how are you feeling about sacramento that's what i want to know okay earl I'm, All I'm right, so the you. only spot that I'm yes, if you if you say Alex, I'm gonna throw my laptop. <laughs> if you say the only spot you're not sure of is Alex, I'm gonna throw my laptop. No, that's the only spot I'm sure of. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. I, I we had well, that's should, actually the had... paper I threw. So the paper I threw behind me has like seven different lineups on it, and I threw it out. Um. Well, that's the beautiful thing, though, is is we have like seven legitimate lineups that we could use on opening night, and I would feel great about it. There's probably yeah, it's at a least terrible position to be in seven. right now because I don't freaking know. So what I have right now, and the only one I'm missing is a right back, really. Um, so I have Brett, I have Nico and Bees up front. I have Itaka, Serge, Justin, and Harry, and then I have Alexei. Suggs right in, and I don't know who to put on that that right end. Yeah, with obviously Tambak is Tambak is. So a four four two. So let me. Yeah. I will. I will tell you this. Uh, I don't. As far as we know, Sergio is okay. He did have a bit of an accident uh, last yeah. week. Yeah. He. If you. <laughs> I don't know if you Earl. Do you follow Sergio on TikTok? No, just Facebook. Okay, so Sergio is TikTok. on TikTok. I do follow him. He posted a video of him playing soccer with, I think it was uh, his little brother. Nephew, nephew, I think Nephew, brother. I don't remember exactly uh, who the person was, but he went to kick the ball and went on, like came down on top of the ball and fell. Um, so Sergio did not play at all on Saturday. Um, so, But we've been told he should be okay uh, for opening week. But um, I mean, yeah, I think it'd be How interesting did- to see. I didn't even like when I was going through lineups in my head just now, I didn't even think of Sergio. Yeah. That's how much depth we have. <laughs> Sergio didn't even cross my mind. No offense to Sergio. It just, we didn't see him play Saturday at all. And 
And there's just so many names that are out there that I just completely forgot. Yeah. So are we, Jacob, are we doing that stupid game again this no. year? No, we're not. Because <laughs> it was too much work to keep track of. Just asking for a friend. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it, there's a lot of different options. And then, uh, you know, one guy that we haven't mentioned is Ratty. Um, once Ratty gets involved. Um, so Ratty did just join the club on Thursday. Uh, he's only been, you know, obviously with the club for a couple of days. He was uh, going in and uh, working on acclimating to the altitude because obviously where he he's played before, you know, there's a, about a mile difference in elevation. So, um, so Raddy's getting used to things. He did not play in the match at all on Saturday. He was there. He was jogging. jogging. Uh, yeah. Doing just light exercise. And we did uh, get told that he is going to be start getting worked into things and getting used to the guys uh, in the coming days and, and weeks. So um, I wouldn't expect him to feature at any point, probably three weeks. That'd be my yeah. guess, but I would say probably even longer. I'd say after that first open cup match, maybe we see him. Um, yeah. he, he's got to come in. He's got to do they, they talked about doing some altitude training. They talked about uh, just getting him involved. I, I feel like the learning curve for him might be a little steep. Uh, you know, he doesn't speak English. Um, Neither do I. Yeah, that's true. Uh, isn't from uh, America, obviously. Um, there's just a lot of things that he's going to have to get used to outside of the soccer. And so uh, I hope uh, when we saw, we saw what he's capable of, um, you know, Seth was talking to David about his, uh, his uh, nation's cup against uh, Sadio Mane and um, how well he did there. Uh, the dude has a crap load of talent. Um, and so as long as he fits in and, and can get acclimated to, the elevation and the weather and, and his teammates, uh, I just another guy that we could put back there on, on a back three or a back four. Um, and, or even in that Suggs position on that, in that three, four, three, that, that, uh, the wide mid, the, the left midfield spot, um, you know, we could put him there and I think he could do very well. So, um, I'm glad that he's here. I I wish he'd got here sooner, but I know the visa issues, um, we you know we don't have control over that, but um, he he's going to be uh, a a very big part of this club later in the year, I believe. Yeah, he will. I think he's someone that we could potentially be talking about <laughs> end of the year as a team of the year player. Um, he seems to have that level of talent. Uh, there is some question as to how does the Ghanaian Premier League, you know. Uh, equate to usl championship Uh, is it you know in terms of level of talent i mean obviously you you talk you talk about the highlights we've seen him perform at high levels against one of the top players in the world um and so i i think he's someone that could be a a very key player down the stretch once he does get involved and uh going over to the chat jerry did respond to jacob's question i'm not afraid of sacramento to be honest it's a club that didn't make the playoffs see i i feel the same way uh, John over at USL Tactics on Twitter it has them as the best club in the West um, with with the moves that they've made. And I personally don't see it yet. So so I think the SAC-El uh, Paso matchup in week one will be a, 
a decent indicator of where those two teams who have made a lot of changes stand. Um, one of which uh, maybe has taken a couple couple losses as to who their identity was last the last several years in El Paso, you know, losing uh, Lowry and Ketterer and Meshach and Maka King. And um, they, they brought in players. Uh, I'm not going to argue with you, Jerry. They did. They, you guys did bring in players. So we'll see how those players have adjusted and, and how the John Hutchinson has, has come on and, and, and made, made changes there. I know you guys won seven to nothing. Uh, against um, basically San Antonio's academy, but um, uh, we'll see how that goes. And then he he brings up another thing in the chat uh, when it comes to us. Um, You know, we we need a a consistent number nine besides Nico. And I mean, I'd be happy with one consistent number nine uh, after the years that we've had, but but you're right. if, If Nico can can be at the level that nico's been at the last several years and then his next comment here uh if we can get jerome to the level he was in el paso with brett uh we can have a very deadly attack and i think that that's one of our hopes i mean i think if you have jerome kisavetter brett nico brett up there chris Weehan up there and amando moreno and then we we talked about it earlier if dev can can get healthy and and come back and and contribute at all you know, you got five or six guys up there that all of a sudden, I mean, I'd even throw a Taka up there, uh, Nava. Um, I mean, it, it could, it could get very interesting. And, and, uh, I think if we can get somebody like, like Nico and Jerome to find the back of the net consistently, uh, we'll be a, we'll pretty, we'll be a pretty tough team to stop. Jerome has looked good so far in what we've seen this he season. He really um, has. Yeah, he he looks like he's moving well. He is getting some good looks at the ball. Um, I will say though, I think I think has he scored? I think he scored one. I'm trying to think. I can only remember the the last two matches, and he has not scored in the last two matches. Okay. But because um, yeah, El Paso, it was Harry, Nava, and yeah, oh, was it Jerome? No, it was Sainty. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, of course, this week Nico and Weehan. So, so we have not seen him score. In we have we haven't seen a video of him scoring, um, but he has looked good. He did contribute an assist on the Nico goal, or not the Nico goal, the um, the the Nava goal. Um, he came in late in that match too. So he he I asked. We talked about that match a little bit last week and. And when the the top three changed from from Nico Weehan and somebody to who to Nava Itaka and Kisavetter, there was a definitely a bump up in form with those second three. So, uh, but he, he has looked really good. I'm excited to see if he can contribute the way he did in El Paso. And I saw El Paso tweet out the first goal, um, the first home goal against New Mexico United. And, um, and. Oh, Jerry just became my best friend. Coach, we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, uh, and uh, we will hopefully, I mean, you, I think <clears throat> uh, runners have a match this weekend up in Colorado. They take on uh, Colorado Inferno again, and then they'll be back home next 
weekend uh, for the season finale. So, Coach, we appreciate you being here, man. As always, uh, we love you guys, and uh, we'll see you soon. And, Earl, how dare you side with Jerry on this? Look, look, look. I, I don't ever side with Jerry. Ever. But I guess I can start it early before the season starts. I do feel like the goalkeeper position for United is a weak spot still. Um, I've been on this year, but you were on. I've slept since last season, so I'm hoping I'm wrong. Uh, and I'm hoping by week three, week four, I'm actually on the Tembeka's bandwagon. So he's he's not going to be a Golden Glove um, caliber goalkeeper, I don't think, anyways. Um, but he's going to be solid. He's going to make saves. He's going to save our butt um, every once in a while. And uh, he, he, he'll be solid. He'll be a Cody Mizell back there. He will... He he might make a mistake here and there, like almost every other goalkeeper does. But um, Seth, are you looking at this? Yeah. Okay. Um. But uh, he's he's not going to be. I don't I don't think he's going to be a problem back there. And the defense, the defense to me is is one of our deepest and strongest positions of actual like proven guys. I mean, Kalen is a proven center back in this league. Alexi coming over from uh, Loose City, where obviously Loose City has had a shit ton of a success on the defensive end, um, and he has started for them basically every match the last two seasons. Um, and so you have those two back there. You look at what Austin did last year. Um, you look at what Seymour has done in these first two preseason games. We talked about Ratty. We talked about, you know, when we know what Suggs is capable of. Um, we just have talent back there. Sheed. You haven't even mentioned Sheed. Um, our, our back line, I, I'm not worried about at all. And goalkeeper, I'm not worried about at all. Um, I don't think they're going to be, you know, Tampa Bay Rowdies esque where they don't give up a goal for a month at a time, but, but they're going to be solid. They're going to keep us in games. Like last year, if you look at it, um, we were a pretty solid defensive club yet. We continued to either give up a late goal and tie 1-1, or not be able to score another goal. And so I think with our offense stepping up, take a little bit of that pressure off the defense, uh, you could see even a better defense this year. So I'm, I'm just not worried about that. I we Obviously, we could be dead wrong, but from what I saw last year and the additions we made, I would be shocked if the defense wasn't as good or better than last year. See, it still kind of it still bothers me that Earl, you think that Alex was so bad last season. Like Alex allowed the seventh fewest goals in the entire league last year. Our 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 yes, our goal differential was an issue, but that's not Alex's fault. I can think of I think he had like one game where he conceded more than two goals, right? I'd have to go back and double check my research, but um 
he has been one of the top goalkeepers over the past four or five years in the league. And he had a good season last season. Now, I, I don't disagree that we had some defensive issues last year. A lot of that, though, fell on the midfield and the inability to get the ball out of the midfield and can, and then the number of mental mistakes that were made. So it didn't fall all on the midfield. It fell I, on no, I didn't say it fell all certain, on <laughs> It fell on a certain three-lettered person. So, so two things. Uh, the back line, I mean, Ryden, we saw Ryden make some uncharacteristic mistakes early in the year last year. So, so I'm, I, they're not perfect. But like you said, we gave up top, we were top 10 in goals allowed, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, is Tambay, it depends on what your definition of a top goalkeeper in the USL is, uh, Jerry. Um, is he going to be top three and trying to get a golden glove? No, I don't, I don't think he will. I think we play too open of a style, um, for that to happen, but will he save our ass every once in a while and make a fantastic save when we really need it? Yes, he will. Will he make the saves that need to be made, uh, more often than not? Yes, he will. So I, I, I put him top 10 like in that 8 to 10, 7 to 10 range in the USL. Um, and when you have a defense that I think is going to be as stacked as we are and a midfield that will hopefully cut down on a lot of errors and and play a solid midfield game, then that's going to just boost Alex up even more. And so I, I'm not, I'm not going to say he's going to win us a league, win us the league single-handedly. That's why we went out and got Nico Brett and Jerome Kisavetter and... Uh, kept Chris Weehan and have Amando Moreno and Nava and Ataka and hopefully Dev, you know, that that's, those guys are going to hopefully put more goals on the board. So we don't have to rely on Alex to be otherworldly. Now I, I disagree with, with at least part of this next comment here by, by Jerry, you know, Cardoni from San Antonio, Evan Newton and Orange County. Cardoni was not better than Alex Tambacus last year. No, he wasn't. No, he, he absolutely was not. Like, we'll get we'll get we'll get Harry on the show. Harry will tell you that Matt Cardone was not that good last year. Um, honestly, I don't know about Evan Newton if he was the guy that uh, you guys had in goal against us a couple weeks ago. I would disagree there as well. Um, and if you're talking about Abe Romero, who just left Orange County, you know, I I, I think you can make the argument that Abe Romero is better, but. Alex Tabakis was not the issue last year. One of the top goalkeepers in the league, uh, you know, top 10 and fewest goals allowed. And, you know, had had a good save percentage. You know, uh, again, a lot of those issues that we saw, a lot of those goals that we saw came from situations that developed because of our midfield issues and our inability to, to move the ball out. Like you don't, you didn't see Alex really making mistakes. And so, you know, it's, I think you've got a lot to look at from that pr- perspective there. Like, you and, can't put all of it on Alex. And truth be told, the best goalkeeper goal in the world isn't going to win you a league. You have to have a team around him and in front of him, both a defense in front of him and people that can score in front of him uh, in order to take advantage of that and have him be the best goal contender he can be. So um, whether he's 
the first best or the 10th best in the USL doesn't really matter. Uh, you look at David Ochoa uh, from RSL a few years ago, and he's he has grown into one of the better goaltenders in in the U.S. or in the MLS. Uh, he's he's right there in the Mexican national team uh, to be their their goalkeeper. Um, I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just saying he's single handedly isn't going to win you a league. <sighs> Anyways, is that a Pizza Planet shirt? How did I not realize that till just now? like it i like it a lot anyways um i the bottom line is i'm not worried about that like the only spot i'm even slightly worried about right now for us is the midfield and it's just because we have a lot of turnover there and i just need to see it from these guys like portillo and safety and i mean we saw a zero a zero needs to step up in my opinion uh from last year um Alex isn't going to allow three goals per game. Like we just said, he only did that once last year. <laughs> Anyways, um, <clears throat> we, I need to see it from those midfielders. Other than that, I'm not worried about anything, though. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm not too concerned about Alex. Um, you know, obviously the, the defense needs to be better. The midfield decision-making needs to be better. We need to be better in our own half than we were that for – quite a, a few times last season and we definitely need to be better on the offensive side of things. We need to finish up the chances, you know, especially balls in the box. We ha- we have to finish that up and you're going to see if that, if we can do that, you're going to see a much improved set of results than what we saw last season. Um, so looking at Sunday night uh, against. Oh, Jerry, none Jerry. of us knew Jerry. None of so us here's the thing. Like top five. <clears throat> okay, Jerry, here's the thing. I'm not a fan of Tembakis. We all know that. I'm not a fan of Tembakis. Do I think he's a top keeper? No. Do I think he's top five? He's hovering around there. Around there. So I'd put him in between five and eight. Anywhere's in between there, depends on what he had for breakfast. He can definitely be a five. But so do I, I think he's I wouldn't a- even have him that high. And I love him. And I would. Jim, that's coming from this guy who does not like him. And it's not that I hate him. I just don't like his play style, I guess it'd be. Um, Casey, if you're listening to this, this is not a, this is not an invite to come come rant on me again. Earl, how did you feel about Cody? Same. Okay. As long as you're consistent there, because Cody had even, probably even, he had more boneheaded moods. Yeah, he probably even had more aggressive a style as as Alex does. So, mm-hmm. okay, as long as you, as long yeah, as we're same. consistent there, then I'm good with you. No, it's the same. Um, so to answer Jerry's comment, I don't even know why we're spending this much time with Alex Tembakis talk. Um, like I've said, Jerry, Alex is definitely a top five to top eight, anywhere's in between there. Okay, um, so looking at Sunday night, uh, score predictions, what do you guys think? <laughs> uh, should I, guys? Should I? Uh, fuck it, no, before you do it. <laughs> no, so no, here's... for now, for now. <laughs> so, so, I have it written down. 
and you can't even really tell. But there is a giant four nil. Um, considering that I just talked all kinds of shit about Alex, it's kind of surprising. But yeah, I give four nil. Okay. Okay. Well, oh, Jerry even went four nil. I, I guess I'm too low. I'm gonna have to go five nil. <laughs> well, well, Seth, you make a full house. Um, I do agree with the clean sheet. I don't know that we're gonna get four or five goals. Uh, so I'll go. <laughs> I'll go two nil. I, I I think that's I think that's fair, uh, given what we've seen. I know we can score. Um, you know, I just don't know enough about Las Vegas. I don't know how they're going to play. I don't know what so, they're what they're going to do. So here's um, he, I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly how it plays out. Okay, Nico is going to get a brace. Weehan's going to get a brace, and then midfielder Y is going to get a uh, an extra one, and one of Nico's is going to be a penalty. Okay. <laughs> Although, actually, I just brought up uh, a question for, for myself because I said that, and then I was like, is he going to be the penalty taker? He's got to be the penalty taker, right? I was going to ask that same question. Like, do you think he's a designated taker this year? It's got to be him or Weehan, and I think it's probably Nico. That would be my assumption. But there will, well, we will find out because there will be a penalty on Las Vegas in this game. All right. There you have it. Uh, we're going to go clean sleep across the board. Everyone, all of us are predicting a clean sheet for United. 4-0 for Earl. 5-0 for Jacob. Even Jerry says 4-0. I've got 2-0. Um, and before we get out of here, just real quick, looking at the schedule around the league, notable matches I want to get you guys' uh, predictions on. First up, we have Colorado Springs switchbacks at Orange County. Uh, switchbacks, of course, coming off a much improved season, taking on the uh, USL championship, uh, the uh, defending champions. What do you guys think? That's, in, this that's in Colorado first. It is in Colorado. Yes. Yeah. Um, Colorado takes it. Colorado. Okay. Colorado three nil. Wow. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do score predictions here. I don't. I don't know enough. Okay. Wow. All right. Uh, actually, I would, I'm gonna take Orange County on the road there. Jerry has one, El Paso and, and Sacramento. Yeah, I was getting to that one. I was getting to that one. Yeah, that, that that's one's a draw on there. for me. It's a, a draw all day. That's a snooze fest. That's in Sacramento. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I could definitely see a draw coming out of that one. Um, okay, I since don't... everybody else, since everybody else did scores, I'll do three one or Colorado over Orange County, and and Sac and El Paso, I'll do a one one draw. Okay. Um, yeah. Sacramento or El Paso. I mean, El Paso is, it's, it's yet to be seen what exactly is going to happen. Their new coach, new system. Um, I don't know too much about their preseason other than they lost to us. Um, but yeah, I just, I think a draw is going to work there. I don't know that El Paso is going to win that one on the road. Uh, two more matches. I did want to mention San Antonio taking on Detroit city FC in their inaugural USL championship match. San Antonio, of course, is hosting this one. Uh, who you guys got? Uh, I Detroit two one. I think I might have to agree. Wow. Okay. Sorry, Harry. Yeah. That was why I was hesitating was because of Harry. <laughs> <laughs> even though he's not actually in the chat right now 
Um, I honestly don't know. I don't know enough about Detroit City, and they're a club that I'm going to pay a lot of attention to uh, here as the season gets going, just to kind of give an get an idea as to how they play, who their Jeez. who their key folks are, um, because we do play them in a matter of months. Uh, all, of, all of these West matchups are very intriguing to me this week. They really are. Um, I won't except go so maybe, far as a, except for maybe San Diego, LA. Uh, I won't go as far as Jerry to say 4-1, but I do think San Antonio picks up the three points here. Um, I do think Detroit possibly gets one, does get one by them, but I don't think it's enough to beat San Antonio in San Antonio. Uh, and then the final one I did want to mention is Phoenix Rising and Monterey Bay. Monterey Bay, of course, kicking off their inaugural season as well. Um, I just, I can't see them beating Phoenix <laughs> and in at, at Wild Horse Pass. Um yeah, I hate to say it, but yeah, Phoenix over Monterey. Yeah, I I, I think Phoenix over Monterey big time. Um, unfortunately, I think it I think it could be a a four nail five one thrashing uh, of Monterey. Um, I think Monterey's a, a, a has potential to be a decent squad, um, but first game. At Wild Horse Pass, Wild Horse Pass against a Phoenix team that look, I I hate Phoenix, but they're stacked. Then and even losing to Sante. Um now granted Marcus Epps, who kind of is the direct Sante replacement, or not Sante, Solomon replacement, um doesn't impress me or didn't impress me last year with San Antonio. But um you put them around players like Santi Moir and, and Greg Hurst is having a hell of a preseason and, and that, that mid midfield line. Uh, no, Jerry, everybody misses Earl's beard. Uh, except for maybe Earl, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go Phoenix. Probably I'll say four one just to be nice to Monterey. So I'll go Phoenix too, but they'll only stop scoring goals when they want to. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So, uh, yeah, I think that's going to just about do it for us this week. Uh, we've talked about everything uh, that I can think of. Do you guys have any other talking points before we Jake closes this out? No. All right. Except for, uh, so well, in my closeout, I will mention um, tomorrow, 10 o'clock, we will see what the away kits look like. Um, I'm very excited for that. Uh, we we were told some things about finally having a little bit of, of creativity and say in the kit design this year. Um, and, and had the club having that anyways with Puma. And so, uh, maybe it won't be a, a template design, uh, like the, the electric playhouse ones were last year, but, um, I'm very excited for it and can't wait for that. So I'm assuming 10 o'clock Thursday as well for the home kits. Um, the black and yellow bash is Friday. Uh, and, and then Saturday we get to watch a bunch of USL and then Sunday we get to go to the lab and, and, uh, hopefully watch us kick the crap of the lights. So, um, no matter what happens in that game, we're going to have a lot to talk about next Tuesday. And, and uh, I can't wait to, to have you guys join us, Jerry. Um, hopefully Harry can pop in. We haven't heard from Harry in a few weeks. Uh, and so, um, I'd love to get everybody's takes on not only our match, but the the first full week of, of the USL season and, 
and then kids we're gonna have a kit episode uh if if we get a chance um because there's some great kits out there and then some very bad kits out there in my opinion and and i want to talk about them so um but but next week we'll definitely be going over the the first week of usl matches including ours against lights and and then we'll be looking ahead to the to the fun El Paso match. Uh, FEP. Yeah, FEP. Um, that we will have the following week, guys. So th- from here on out, it's just jam-packed episodes. We're going to try to keep them around an hour, uh, hour and a half. Um, yeah, there's just a lot to talk about and a lot to get into. And and um, we just hope that you guys can can come back and, and uh, enjoy us blabber about soccer and other stuff. Um, and until next week, when we can talk about a win for the first time in months uh you've been listening to somos mas your source for the latest news and notes on new mexico united the usl and the new mexico runners all of our shows are recorded live on tuesday nights and are streamed on our youtube facebook and twitter pages an audio only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.